Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm your host, Kirsty, and today I'm joined by Jess Zadeh from Real Housewives of the West Side podcast. Uh, she is like studies these gals deeper than anyone I know. So let's <laughs> deep dive and spill the tea. Hey, Jess. Hi, thank you so much for having me back. Oh my gosh, it was just so much fun talking to you last time. You like you know these ladies inside out. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes a little too well. It's, it's it's it can be a problem. Have you kept in touch with Luann since last time you guys did yoga together? <laughs> since the last time, um, I mean, we you know I, I texted her last week when the feeling oh my gosh. Bonnie video came out. Wow, um, wow, and. Uh, you know, I, I saw that she was using the microphone that I had gotten her. And yes. so I was, um, yeah. I that was like, wild. So just for I the know. listeners, the, um, the sparkly, like, what is it? A uh, diamante? It, it was a uh, rhinestone encrusted microphone. <laughs> it was, it's gorgeous. And, and Luanne Delaceps, our countess, has used that very microphone that you gave her in the Phil and Giovanni video clip, which you, if you haven't yes. had your eyeballs on yet, is a masterpiece to behold. I mean, Rin is in it. Yes. Um, Bailey, what's her name? Cynthia. <laughs> Bailey. Yes. <laughs> Cynthia's 50 cents in it. 50 cents in it. Yeah, it's it was just, um, it was quite the wow. extravaganza. So that's amazing. I can't believe you're on like texting terms with her. Well, I mean, listen, we're not, you know, texting back and forth every day. I, te I, you know, I hadn't talked with her for quite a while, but I just texted her. And I said, oh, my God, you use the microphone. That's so great. And I was like, the video is great. And she uh, uh, I think she just texted back like, oh, thanks. She, she really does say darling a lot. She's like, thanks darling. And then like a bunch of heart emojis or something like that. And I think there was like a diamond emoji. And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was the... She gave you a diamond. Maybe you're she gave me a diamond. Maybe yes. you're going to be a housewife. Well, I, I, think it, I think it was maybe... No, I do not want that for myself. But um, <laughs> and I, I, am, I am not that fabulous. But um <laughs> No, I thought it was maybe in reference to the the faux diamond microphone, maybe. But I think it, yeah, that's just. I mean, that's the dream that she's just <laughs> used that gift. It's the gift that keeps on giving. That's it your really claim to is, fame really forever is. now. I we know that's my microphone. I know. I know. <laughs> oh my goodness, she really. I started. I was. I was in. Um, I was in Italy last week, I, and every time I do a like, podcast, I feel like I'm a, in a different country. It's ridiculous. You I are mean, a woman, a, a, you are a world traveled woman. Every time you were, I, last time I talked with you, you were in London, and then I mean, yeah. you're just going everywhere, girl. I'm a woman that is terrified of staying in one place and <laughs> just runs around <laughs> the globe, hoping that someday I'll find peace in one of these corners of the earth. Um. It's like, no, I was in Italy because I was leaving London to come back to Australia. So as you know, I'm now in, I'm back in Melbourne, which is my, my home. Um, but I popped into Italy to see a few friends because I used to live there. And I, you know, got drunk, drunk on Lambrusco with my girlfriend. And um, 
I started doing the Countess voice and she <laughs> just couldn't, like she was wetting herself laughing. And I'm like, I'm like a toddler oh, that so when funny. you get encouragement, you just keep doing it. You can't stop. So I think I spoke like this for about an hour. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love it. So much fun. Oh my goodness. So shall we start with New York then seeing as we're, we're talking all things Countess. Yes, why don't we? I mean, New York was 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 and is always far better. So, yes, let's start with the best yes. first. Although this, I was a bit disappointed in this as the finale. I mean, it's, I think because we I had was such too. I yeah. yeah, I was too. It was a little. I mean, listen, I you know, New York is good even when it's bad but um yes, of course. and, and it, I don't think it was bad by any means but yeah it was a little like I mean it, there was just so much going on like every single episode this one I kind of felt like yeah hosting a little bit which I guess is good for the finale but I no know. I think this would have been a good like you know middle episode if we were going to continue on but what we've come to expect of our housewives is that the finale is meant to go off with a bang but it's almost yeah, like really we bang. had the bang a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. you know, everyone's probably like pretty – like that was massive what, you know, Bethany's meltdown. Yeah. So everyone's probably a little bit exhausted. And that, was, that was a lot. That was a lot. That was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> 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 when she's walking thing. around the table flipping her hair and like acting oh, as the gosh. count. Oh, it was – she like she was all of us you know I was just like yes bitch and you'd think that (laughs) some of those ladies would be turned around and be like all right you know like she went a bit far none of them did because they know that she's right and I was so proud of her (laughs) yeah it was pretty I mean I mean this is the thing that's been like a little difficult since you know since I met the countess the countess um I feel I feel like a little bit more empathy for her I guess Mm. and so it's I haven't been as strong with my um annoyance as I feel like most of the general population has been yeah because you now she's a real person to you which is a bit of a buzzkill yeah it is a bit of a uh, but yeah I mean you know when we uh, what (laughs) When we, yeah, so when we were in the car on the way to you, I mean, we really did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you know, listen, you just, I like, know how crazy it sounds. I know crazy. how crazy it sounds. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing was crazy. I, as, as soon as it, after it happened, after I dropped her back off at her hotel, I, I texted my husband and I said, I just did yoga with the countess, to which he replied, what like I and he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, fuck, fine. I'll, fight, I'll tell you later. But, um. <laughs> No, it was very surreal, but, and listen, I could have been totally duped, but I, I really, honestly, I did feel like it was genuine. I didn't feel like it was, and I said this before, I feel like I really, um, you know, I spent time with Luann. I didn't spend time with the Countess. Um, I think you would be, like, we know these women well enough after this 10 years that if you, she was being phony, and she is a very, like, overtly phony person at times that you would yeah. know like you'd be able to feel it yeah so just we to, to recap if I haven't um because it was a few weeks ago that well, a, a little while ago that this happened yes. um just for the listeners so Jess went to you went to Countess and Friends and this was the next day is that right yes yes my friend so you got to um, meet 
my friend yeah, Lisa, um, my friend Lisa, who also has an amazing podcast um, called Reality of Reality, she is. I always say that she's like legitimate because she actually um, she does like TV development <laughs> and production. So I'm like, unlike oh, me, shit. who I just I just sit here, you know, in my guest bedroom slash gym. Um, anyway, so she is yeah, absolutely my lovely. My microphone's and- like like propped up on books. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yes, yeah, she um, knew Luann, and um, she was able to get us um, VIP tickets to Countess and Friends <clears throat> when she was here in L.A., and she was gracious enough to set up a dinner with Luann um, the night prior. So, yeah, we went out to Wild. dinner the night prior, and um, Luann and I were talking about working out, and um, just kind of like health and wellness stuff. And I was very open with her about my wellness fitness journey and all of that. Um, anyway, and so when we were leaving, I asked her, you know, I didn't want to be true intrusive. I said, do you want me to airdrop you the, the classes, you know, we were talking about, she was like, Oh, just, just text them to me. And I said, well, I don't have your number, Luann. And she just <laughs> took my phone out of my hand. And she said, here, I'll just put it in for you. Um, oh, my God. So, and I wasn't even sure if that was the right number. So, of course, I texted Aliza because I didn't, you know, I wanted to be coaching. She's giving everything. you a fake number. <laughs> um, and so I said, uh, so this happened. And she was like, yeah, that's her real number. And she was like, you should go, whatever. So I texted Luann and um, I said, you know, these are the classes. This is where they are. These are the times. And she said, okay, you know, let's, let's reconnect in the morning. Never thought I would ever hear back from her. And um, sure enough, at like 7 a.m. the next morning, she texted me and said, oh, can we go to the 930? And oh um, I, she's like, you're going, you're coming too, right? And I was like, I guess I am. So, and I, <laughs> I, I live uh, right across the street from where she was staying. And so I said, well, you know, you can take an Uber there if you want. You know, I, I can pick you up on the way. My house is like basically across the street. She's like, that would be great. And I was like, okay then. Ah! Um, now you have to suddenly like clean every inch of your car, throw out well, like, the, the, the McDonald's one, packet. The one good thing <laughs> is that both my husband and I are very like anal retentive about our cars okay, and keeping them good, clean. So good. I didn't quite have that issue. But um, but yeah, I mean, in the car on the way there, and then you know after yoga, and then on the car on the way back, and then we got coffee and stuff. She was, I mean, we never talked about anything having to do with the show or anything like countessy. Like we really, wow. I mean, we talked about she and she, you know, wasn't even very. She wasn't narcissistic at all. She was asking me about when did I get married and my marriage. So she was interested in your life and, as well. Yeah, wow. and asking about. We had a a conversation about having kids and you know about the ages the age that she was when she had her kids and I mean oh yeah and I, we talked about addiction and we talked about uh psychology like all the so it was very you like covered everything in this <laughs> you know 10 minute drive <laughs> we covered quite a few yeah we covered quite a few wow. but yeah she was she was absolutely lovely and gracious and um so anyway all this to say I I I feel like I have turned into somewhat of a Lu- Luann apologist. Of course. Um, and you couldn't, like, it, it would be hard not to. You know, you've seen behind the, the fourth wall. So, you know, once yeah. somebody becomes a real person, it's it's hard to, well, to and I can, you, know, you know, I can rip them to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> I can under, not that I can really empathize with this, but I understand it. I cognitively understand right. that the 
you know, I mean, she even referenced it in the episode this week saying, you know, I was one of seven children, so I didn't get that much attention. So, Mm. of course, it would be natural for her to want to be a performer because she, you know, is basically kind of filling, as we all do, you try and fill what you didn't get as a child. That deep internal void for love. (laughs) Yes, yes. Or as my therapist calls it, your core issues. I was like, yes, because that I've been, everyone's like, oh, she's narcissistic, narcissistic, and she is, but... I have always been like, there's like a, uh, like, I'm just to be like armchair diagnosing. I'm like, she's like looking borderline to me, which is that desperate need for love and attention and validation, which I know all too well. And um, I was just, I was just like, oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense that everything needs to be not just about her, but she needs the girls to see her. She needs to have that, that attention on her. And, you know, it's, it is a, it's not a super attractive quality, but it, you're no, like, you like, it made me understand her a lot yes, more. Yes, exactly. And I feel like, I feel like she's very, very slowly starting to maybe understand that. And, mm. and that was the other thing that really endeared her to me was that, you know, I mean, to, let's go back to the yoga thing again. I, she was so like, Honestly, this is going to sound weird, but she was so honestly, like, <laughs> grateful and appreciative that I would, like, t- she Aww. acted, like, the fact that I booked this yoga class and drove her there and then drove her to coffee or whatever, she, the way that she responded to it was as if I, like, gave her a kidney or something. It was, oh my God. it made me kind of sad Bad. because I was, yeah. like, she's used to everyone, like, you know, wanting something in turn from her and being this kind of persona. And, you know, a lot of people, they were like, why didn't you ask her to come on your podcast and all this stuff? And I was like, honestly, like, I I, couldn't, I couldn't. I just, I felt like because that empathetic side of me, everything that she'd like seen from it as well. Yeah. And she just didn't, I really, yeah. And I guess that's the, that's the other thing is that, um, yeah, like you said, like to be an armchair armchair psychologist which I feel like I kind of have the right like after being in therapy for 20 years like can I get I mean, like, a, like an honorary degree <laughs> oh, yes you can because that's that's where I'm like I have four different diagnosed mental health issues like I'm allowed to comment on this <laughs> right 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 I it's know. all I know well I, I, like, know, I, can I know nothing else well in my life but mental illness <laughs> I'm your girl <laughs> I know I'm to the point now where with my therapist I'm like I know I know it's a core issue I know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to cope with it, all right? I can I know. Feel I'll be, all the feelings. Exactly. I'll be but talking about something and, and I'm like, it. yeah, I'm like, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. I know. I know where this is rooted from. But um, <laughs> no, I, I, I think that, I think that, you know, that is a huge part of it, that she was, you know, kind of this needle in a haystack within her own family, that kind of thing. And then I feel mm-hmm. like, I mean, she's from, you know, like the country in Connecticut. She wanted to kind of be that star. And then also I can't imagine how devastating it must have been to, you know, I feel like her, like 95% of her um, persona or self-identity was wrapped up in the title of Countess and, mm. you know, which when her marriage fell apart, which um, I mean, I don't want to divulge too much of what we talked about, but she sure. I, I mean, she did say she was like, of course, it was humiliating. And so for mm. that to for that to come out publicly and then also to lose that, 
I mean, I see it even with it's like an identity of, crisis. Exactly, exactly. And I've even seen it with, you know, personal friends of mine that have gone through divorce. It's like you really uh, you shift. I, I mean, I can't imagine how. So I think all of that. Yeah. And then if you're not really dealing with if you're not really willing to go and dig and really sort through and work through all that, like, I think it yeah, would be... Yeah, then that surface validation becomes so important. Exactly. Because, exactly. like, you know, you're used to getting that, you know, validation that you're a good person and an attractive mm-hmm. person and, mm-hmm. you know, like, that you have all these qualities from your partner. And then when they're gone, right. you're like, honestly, I don't know how to do this for myself. You know, right. I've been single a long time now, like, three and a half years, but it was so rough at the start. It is a full identity crisis. You're like, yeah, do I, like, what, do I even exist? Like, who am well, I without this Imagine person? even on top of that, like, if, if, you know, everywhere you go, everyone's like, oh, countess, whatever. And then mm. now everywhere you go, they're like, well, okay, you're just a person. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I mean, oh. oof. No I wonder can't. she lost her marbles. I- <laughs> Like I yeah, feel it. Yeah. I, I like I. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm now a Luann apologist, and I've, just, <laughs> I've converted I'm, you. Like I have. <laughs> yes, I am a convert. I've never liked her, but I do now understand her, and I, I just want to yeah, give her a hug. <laughs> I mean, that's how. Honestly, that's how. And I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, or maybe it's. I. I don't know neither. But I. That's how I kind of. You know, whenever people start to I don't know do something crazy or do something like uh I don't know something kind of like out of left field I really do try to I mean listen I'm not always great at it sometimes I do react right away which is sure whatever but I do try to go back and be like okay what do I think like really put myself in their shoes and be like you know because first of all of course I'm gonna you know you have to take accountability for your own things but then try to be like what do I think was really like the impetus for this or behind this and what were they feeling and was it, you know, uh, an insecurity about this or was it, and then you can feel like, and then I feel like you can kind of understand someone's actions a little bit more. Yeah. And once you can um, understand, then you can forgive a lot more as well. I mean, right, I mean like right. it's exactly like looking at Bethany um, again, a couple of weeks ago when she had her meltdown, it's like, Yes. Everyone, like this reaction, everyone knew, yes, Luann had been really fucking annoying everyone and everything she said was justified, but it was also like her reaction was so intense that of course it was layered with Dennis's death and, you know, the stress that she's carrying with the divorce and like everything, you know, she was just so overwhelmed. was just, yeah. And that's the other thing is I... I mean, I went back and watched that meltdown like multiple times mm. and um, with the closed captioning, of course. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to get every word. Um, that was amazing. And about like halfway through her, you know, like little tirade. I mean, I don't want to call it that, but um, I was like, this has nothing to do with Luann. I feel like, mm. I mean, it, it did and it didn't, but I feel like a lot of, I feel like, Bethany probably has a lot of guilt because I think that she is yeah. very hard on herself and you know whatever the circumstances were at the time of Dennis's death I think out of that probably grew a lot of guilt as well and I think a lot of the things like if you go back and watch it a lot of the things that she was saying to Luann I think she was probably saying to herself too yeah that that time was taken away from Dennis mm-hmm. and it's not like you know I don't think 
Luann was probably asking for that, although I don't know. But, yeah, you're right. She was probably like, well, if I hadn't done – she wants someone to blame, right? If I hadn't done all of this stuff right. for Luann, then I could right. have been there more for Dennis. And that's not – like right. you say, that's not about Luann necessarily. That's about right, right. her choices. Yeah. Well, oh, and she's but also still tough. grieving, you know? I mean, I, I, like grief what, is not three a – Three weeks before we started filming? That's madness. Yeah, it hasn't even been a year yet. And, I mean, oh I know – it's it's not the same dynamic, but I know it'll be three years this October since my husband's mother passed, and and he's mm. still going. Still great, yeah. I mean, so me it's, too. It's horrible. Like, yeah, I yeah. mean, I lost a few people. Yeah, three years ago, and yeah, you like you obviously it's like you have better days and it's easier, mm-hmm. but then when the grief hits like you're back to square one it's not like it's softer grief it's right. just like right. less days of it so right you know well, and like especially when it gets days. triggered yeah exactly yeah, yeah. no yeah. I totally understand her reaction and yeah all the ladies sort of just un- completely being on her side and understanding I mean it was it was an amazing moment in TV history and one that will go down in Housewives history. I think it's – I sure. personally think it was It was better than Scary Island. It was – yeah, me too. Me too. It was – and, and honestly, I think it was so like such an iconic moment for New York also as well because – and this is what – and I know people have said this many, many times, but like they – you know, after that, like, blow-up fight, whatever, Luann comes back to the table, and they literally <gasps> just, they're like, okay, well, let's have dinner. It's totally fine. Uh, and- this is what these New York women do best. Yes. They are yes. just like, okay, so, like, and even Bethany's like, yep, so, you know, that was a weird moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I, I think Luann did realize probably, like, it's not, because, and this, this is, I think, the truth, the majority of I was talking about this in therapy last week. Um, The majority of the time that people, like whenever someone really comes at you like that and they're being like very Mm. accusatory and you did this and you did this and you did this and blah, blah, blah. Most of the time it's internal. Do you know what I mean? Most of the time it's like a projection and it's like I can't see what I am. I mean, it's very childlike, you know? Yeah. And so I think that, and I'm not saying like, not saying Bethany is a child, whatever, and I know that she's gone through therapy, but I do understand and I empathize with this because I'm guilty of it too sometimes. I was when you say, I are, person. yeah, <laughs> I mean, rage. listen, we all are at sometimes because I think that one when, when you get triggered in a certain way and it and it gets to that because we all have that one deep dark little spot that if you get triggered in that in that way it's like fuck whatever you've learned in therapy or whatever self-development you've done on yourself like your just initial reaction comes out and so I think that I think that Luann kind of you know realized that or at least you know had the wherewithal to recognize that and even when we had dinner with her which was they it was after they had stopped filming, but they had not filmed the reunion yet. Um, right. She said, she's like, yeah, she's like, Bethany and I are fine. And, um, yeah, she, you know, I mean, she was <laughs> amazing. And she said, she was like, listen, she's like, I love them all. They're all great. Whatever. They're all great women. I've gone through a lot with them. And I mean, that says a lot. That's, you yeah. know, uh, that's a maturity level that, I mean. These women can bounce back like they really can. none other. <laughs> Like, I mean, I think these women above any other series understand, even above OC, which is, you know, our longest running, they understand it's a television show. 
And so I think obviously they bring their right. whole lives into each each season and it is incredibly vulnerable and real. But I think they all understand that, you know, at the end of the day, they're all going to be there next season. You can't really pick and choose who your friends are going to be unless right. it's Carol, but no one cares. <laughs> unless it's carol oh my god (laughs) but it's just like you know they they i feel like they really get that so they try and like forgive as quickly as as humanly possible and keep it going like you gotta you gotta you gotta turn up you gotta show up and uh yeah what did did andy say about lisa one day he's like just like oh was it lisa he's like just touch it up just touch it up (laughs) (laughs) get back out here like touch up the makeup and get back out here get back out there yeah (laughs) And I think these women really get that. But yeah, I have to totally. say, um, I'm confused by, like, why is uh, why is New York finished? Like, New York started after Beverly Hills and now it's okay, already finishing. Okay, I was finishing. just talking about this this morning. I think that, well, I know. I was just talking about this with someone this morning because, yes, I agree. Usually, New York starts, like, before Christmas time, I'm talking about like right. when it when it airs. It it starts yeah. like before Christmas time, and then it um it ends like I don't know, like around now, I guess. And then Beverly Hills starts like in the spring and goes to the fall. But remember how they said they were starting um because Dennis died in what July, so they started. I think they usually start filming in like end of September, beginning of October, but they moved it up to like the first week of August or even the last week of July. Right. (laughs) You think that was because of Dennis? Sorry, one second. I was choking. Sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Don't be doing that. (laughs) On on nothing. um, On air. Um, You're just very sensitive to Dennis's death. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's very typical for me to talk about. I know. Um, it's tough. I think that, yeah, I thought, I think one, because of that, and then two, with Luann's stuff, I think there was so much right. going on that they were like, fuck, we have to, this is the, you know, this is the dirt. So I think that, and then also, um, I think Beverly Hills, I guess, I feel like they kind of started late because I feel like they usually start recording like right after Memorial Day. And I feel like they didn't start until maybe like July. Um, Mm. And then they finished because Beverly Hills usually doesn't start or doesn't end rather until like the new year. But then this year they ended like around Thanksgiving. So I don't I don't. And then the other thing is, is that. Beverly Hills had more episodes than New York did this year. And I don't know why they cut New York and less so many content. episodes. It's, I know. It was like, so I don't weird. get it. I don't, I really I mean, don't get maybe it. Maybe they could see that, like, they'd already had this huge trajectory of, like, intensity with, you know, building up to um, Bethany's meltdown. Maybe they just thought, okay, well, we've, this is, this is a good place to stop because maybe Luann was really struggling or something. I mean, we know that she, she, um, got arrested again? Is it called arrested or is it like convicted? I don't know. Well, she, she didn't get arrested again. She got, she failed her, um, her I mean, probation. Pro- yeah, she failed her probation. So she, I don't think she went back to court and I don't know why they put her in handcuffs. I mean, I don't know what the purpose of that was. Rude. Basically, she just had her, um, her probation terms adjusted. So it was kind of like, right. you know, like when you're, I don't know, like if you're in timeout and then you 
I don't know, hit <laughs> hit your classmate again, that you get just sent back to timeout longer or something. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Like, get a privilege taken away. Like, that's what I kind of equated it to. Yeah, they've just made it a little bit stricter again. Right, right. And I don't um, know if she was supposed to get off of probation in August, and I don't know if that's still going to happen, if they're oh, going to make it longer. Not. Or, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's so. hard. Like, once you're in the system, it's hard. N- not speaking from yeah. experience, but I have very bad taste <laughs> in men. So, like, I know bits and bobs. Um, well, yeah, and I think, like, does, once you've... Yeah, Sorry, go ahead. If, even if she does get it expunged at some point from her record, like, I mean, the press is always going to be... You know what I mean? It's, like, always... Yeah. Nothing is... Everything is a Google search away. But it, Exactly. Um, it's, it's not going to be forgotten about quickly. No, but she, I mean, with that said, though, she is resilient as fuck. I mean, if to anyone a, to a scary back, level. To a little, yeah, to, <laughs> I mean, listen, I definitely think that, um, you know, I, I, you would think that she would have hit rock bottom yet, but I don't think she has hit her rock bottom yet. No, I don't think so either. And like um, what I learned, because I have I, I don't know if you know, but my listeners certainly do. I have I have a history of addiction as well, mm-hmm. and like what I learned going through that spiral is that like you think you've hit your rock bottom, yeah. and then you hit a hit another one and another mm-hmm. one and another one. And you're like, okay, this isn't yeah. going to stop until I actually. St-. You have to actually choose when you like when your rock bottom is because you right. the, like ultimately you could just be death. You know, like it could yeah. keep going until you die. So it's like, or you end up in jail, you know, so it's just like, all right, well, you have to kind of eventually decide that this is not the life that you want. And I don't know, she's very wrapped up in the, in the cabaret. Exactly. That's the other thing that I think is, is she's been almost, I don't want to say rewarded, but it's almost like her transgressions have, she's, you know, I I think you're right. She's been a little bit rewarded for it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's really um, hard to to be accountable for that. And I, I totally um, – I love that you're, you know, so open about yours and your um, recovery. And I I, yeah. I totally I, – I empathize with that and I get that because that's basically what it ca- came down to with me. I mean, my addiction wasn't mm-hmm. alcohol. It was food. But right. that's – you know, I – it just really happened for me in the last year where I was like, I'm going to be 34 years old and I've spent – the last 25 years of my life obsessed with food and whether it's binging and purging or just binging or restricting. And I was like, am I really going to live the rest of my life this way? Like, and it got to that point where I, I, I talked about it with my therapist and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I just can't. It's exhausting. And I was thinking of, you know, eventually I want to have kids and I was like I can't have kids and be dealing with this at the same time it's not gonna work exactly and so that's no, why I completely understand I was like I just but I think that for a lot of people and listen I'm not saying like oh I'm completely recovered and I'm perfect now I don't think I mean I don't think that's realistic but um but like I mean obviously I'm not using symptoms anymore which is what the goal is but um right but I guess my point is I don't think that you ever really stop working on yourself. But No, no. Um, you, especially, I find, like, especially – like, I used to have anorexia, and I find especially mm-hmm. food addiction issues or, like, any kind of a disordered eating pattern, it's, it's so hard, almost harder than um, substance abuse because with substance abuse – 
Yes. You can, you are forced to just cut it out. Like I, I mean, I, I was, I was addicted to painkillers and mm-hmm. not really alcohol, but you know, they come hand in hand and, um, you just, you just say, well, I'm, I, I'm cut off. Like I'm not going right. to have that ever again, but food, you, can, you can't you do can that. Keep, you exactly. have, you have to keep, you have to eat, confront it every day. I was day. literally just talking to a, a friend of mine who came on my Patreon last week. We were literally just actually you know what I haven't I haven't published it yet it'll be out next week but we were just talking about this because I told her um and I've said this before and I know some people are like that's really disrespectful and I don't mean it that way but um Mm. in that way but I have said you can be disrespectful on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) I have definitely said before I prayed to God that I was addicted to alcohol or to drugs because you can, you need food to survive. And so it's like, you don't have a choice. Like if I were addicted to liquor, I, I don't have to have liquor in my home. I don't have to, I don't have to go into bars. I don't have to go to, you know, a liquor store, that kind of thing. But with food, it's like, you can't get around it. And that's what's. Yeah, and I've, I, I mean, eating disorders are so complicated. And not to say like they're not. Um, we're we're not saying like it's easier or harder, but from no, like, no, no, yeah, we but don't it's... know. Like, but I, I just know from personal experience, recovery from anorexia took me ten years to be have a really comfortable relationship with food, and now I do, and I'm very happy about that. And that's but, very quick, um, by the way. Ten years is, is very it, quick. yeah. I think I'm one of these people that's like I'm very all or nothing. So I went in hard. For yeah. a for a few years, like hardcore, <laughs> and yeah. and then I will recover. You know, like I think that's quite yeah. Like you say, it's quite quick. But obviously, I was the same. I'm like, this is. Uh, am I ever going to get better? Right, uh, right. Addiction, like I mean, with pills, it's it's been three years since I've had any, and I yeah. feel pretty comfortable with that like obviously like you say you have to keep working for forever once you get slack with it you know it's it's game over but yeah I mean it is it's just so hard confronting that like that that, what is your best friend and your enemy in that like addiction food eating disorder mindset it, like three times a day, every day, you know, it's, What's it's like if somebody device? put a pill in front of me three times a day, every day mm-hmm. and was like, do you want this? I'd be like, well, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're at the start yeah. of your recovery, like, yes, yeah. it's, it's well, really the, hard. The root of any addiction, whether it be food, alcohol, drugs, anything, I think is it's, it's a way to basically keep everything that you don't want to deal with buried. Exactly. So, ding, 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 ding. And and that's the thing that's like really hard. I mean, I'm still working through like my issues with my mother and what happened. And it, I actually did this like this was amazing. Have you ever done Reiki? Oh, a long time ago. Actually, my mom's friend is studying in it and she just offered me a free session. So I'm, oh, I'll report back it. next week. Yeah, you should I want do it. to. I did it. I did it like 10 years ago and then I just did it again for this for the second time this past Monday and I had to say it was I had a really it was a really amazing slash also kind of traumatizing experience but yeah it was amazing because it's you know I always feel like as soon as I like lately I've been like oh you know look I'm getting all this you know I'm in such a better place it's, I mean I am but I whatever I think that you know I've worked through like all Oops, sorry, my phone dropped. Um, whenever I work work through all, you know, what my therapist calls like core trauma, core issues, mm. like whatever I work through that all, I 
I, I did this. It reveals something. It else. reveals something and stuff. And the, in the the in the Reiki session that I had, which for your listeners, it's it's basically like energy work and energy healing, which I know mm. sounds like super like woo woo, but um, I, it it almost like it sends you into a medita- meditative state, which is very difficult for me because my brain is like constantly yeah, going. um, and you feel warmth and uh, or you can feel very cold, but I felt warmth and you kind of I felt like I felt like I was in a color which sounds really weird but um but they sort of take you into colors for your meditation as well sometimes yes Mm -hmm. but the thing that I saw I had these very 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 vivid memories of something very specific that I haven't like one I don't even remember really happening and two I don't I haven't thought about forever and it was so eerily specific Wow. That I immediately I texted my therapist and I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Will you remind me to talk about this, this, and this on Friday?" Because I was like, "What the fuck was that?" But yeah, it's crazy. It's like, yeah, you really have to like get in there and and do the the real work, which is, I mean, I I, I that's the it, thing. Sometimes it's like it mental work, and other times it's that. Like, it's really just like this. This is how I feel about. A lot of a lot of work that I'm doing at the moment. I just feel like it's stuck in my body. I feel like mentally I'm yeah. okay and I've moved on, but every now and then I just get these pangs in my heart, and I'm just uh-huh. like, oh, I just want like an exorcism of this grief. I totally, totally. That's one of the reasons and that's why what I Reiki is good for. It is Reiki is very good for that. The other thing that personally I feel is very good for that. I mean, it totally depends on the person, but that's one of the reasons why I. Um, why I love Soul Cycle so much. I know that sounds kind of dumb, but oh my god, I, I fucking hate that. I'm so, <laughs> I I've, once and I'm like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I and I mean, it totally depends on the teacher. I took one of my girlfriends to my my favorite teacher. His name is David. He I took her to his class yesterday, and she was like, "Oh my god, you're right. It is like." And in his classes, I mean, he he never turns on the lights. It's always completely dark and. He, wow. I've been taking his class for seven, eight years now. And, um, I mean, I've cried and sobbed and screamed. Yeah. And- I would be crying from my eyeballs. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I am never going to be fit enough for this. Like can eyeballs sweat? Cause I think that's happening. <laughs> but it's just, uh, you know, it's, it- and listen, I've been everywhere. I've been very, very thin and fit taking his class. I've been completely overweight taking his class. Like, it's not even so much about that. It's just that yeah. like, you feel like you're in this place, of this, like, safe place of, you know, you can do whatever the fuck you want and it's oh okay. Oh, my God. I love him. Oh, my God. I love. He's going to come on my podcast soon. And I'm, uh, I'm obsessed What's with him. What's the podcast? And, on my podcast. Oh, he's on your podcast. Oh, well, great. he's cut. Yeah, he's say, going on. Tell us his name again, just so that I can um, his stalk him. Name, <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Follow him on Instagram. He, um, his name is David Zint, Z I N T, and he teaches at the West Hollywood and Hollywood Soul Cycles. I'm starting a campaign to get him transferred to the Brentwood Soul Cycle because it's close <laughs> to my house. Oh my um, god. <laughs> I asked him yesterday. I was like, "So you'll never go to Brentwood, will you?" And he's like, "Well," uh, and I was like, "Come on." Um, <laughs> but no, I he and his wife are are both going to come on my podcast in a couple weeks. His his wife also has an amazing amazing story. She's beat cancer two times, and wow. um, 
you know, beat depression. And she is just every time she's riding in class and I look at her, I always think like, okay, like, come on, like, I can do this. If she can do it, I can do it. If she's doing this, I can. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, sorry, we got totally off topic. So weird. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know what? Like, I feel like I know you so much better and I love it. (laughs) <laughs> but let's talk about these vapid bitches in uh, Beverly Hills. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just took us down. I was like, let's psychoanalyze the house. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I, I love it. I mean, this is like, like I said, that is all I'm good at is just armchair psychosis. So <laughs> psychosis, psychology. <laughs> a little bit of psychosis, too. A little bit of psychosis, of course. A little bit from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> I mean I end up like talking about mental health and like addiction and all this shit every single episode so I think my listeners are used to it by now okay good they um, won't be like who is this fucking crazy bitch no no don't you worry like that it's honestly it's par for the course here and especially because you know I mean it's it's rampant um, in New York, but in every housewife and in Vanderpump, I mean, every each of these people are very mentally disturbed and and, and all <laughs> addicts of one thing or another. So it's I mean, it's just it's very relatable. <laughs> it is, it is, and I feel like this is this is the other day I was talking about uh, with someone, whatever I. Um, that I feel honestly, I think everyone has shit, and I think everyone has some Everybody. sort of mental disturbance, if you want to call it that. And even if maybe they're not aware of it, and it's like, I just, oh, yeah, I'm very much of the mind, and I and, and this is I also am very cognizant of why I'm like this because my mother didn't allow me to express emotion or sensitivity mm. or anything like that. So I'm probably a little like over <laughs> over compensating a little bit but um yeah. but no I'm very much like I mean my husband and always like is always like okay you don't have to be so honest like I, no, I'm the same I'm an open book that's why we've we've just gone down the road exactly hole. Exactly. Like, oh like, my god not, my eating like, is like talk about why not talk about it you know like, exactly because everyone has something and it's like the more you can just talk about it like I've gotten very 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 sweet messages from girls on Instagram saying like oh my god I totally related to that and whatever and what um, bad is gonna well actually I have experienced some bad lately because I did open up kind of I think too much to someone and I got burned but I refuse yeah, that happens to, too. <laughs> it does happen to you, but, it, and, you know, and of course my husband who is a little bit more jaded, well, a lot more, um, <laughs> he was like, he's like, see, this is why you can't trust people. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to live my life. So, you know, being yeah. everyone is kind of out to get me, but, um, you know what, whatever. So, yeah. I mean, and look, I think Oprah said, and I don't know the I quote, love Oprah, but by the way. she's just always like the one thing I know is that like honesty will set you free. And the only thing I want to be is free. So yeah. look, if I need to reveal every single thing about me to get myself there, I'll yes, try it. Yes. <laughs> and I think, fucking try. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think that's where it almost, and listen, I think that that's where it kind of came to bite me in the ass in a recent situation. Yeah. Cause I was a little bit more like, okay, well let me just explain everything and tell everything and tell you mm-hmm. how, you know, tell you how I felt about this and tell you how I felt about this. And blah, 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 blah. But, yeah. You know what? And a lot of actually, people aren't, aren't ready for it. it. Well, that, and then also, I think if you're coming from a defensive place or whatever, but 
you know what? It, it, and this is my soul cycle teacher told me yesterday. I'm sorry. I'm so annoying. I'm like my soul cycle teacher. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> he always says, he's like, uh, this is my gift to all your listeners. The, the wisdom for the day. Okay. I, oh my God. I didn't come up with I'm it. So okay, excited. I, I stole it from Davidson, but he always says what other people think of you is none of your business. None of your business. Yes, write this down, guys. Write this down. I actually do have it written down in my notes in my iPhone because I have to look at it and remind me for myself. Remind myself because yes, I really do. What subs- other people think of you is none of your business. I mean, I love that. There is a caveat. If you're a, a dick and you're going around with like killing people and being a horrible person, then yeah, that is other people's <laughs> business. But if you're living your life like the most honest, open way you can, and you, you know, if you do do something that's a little fucked up and you're like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I did. And you like Rina says, own it. You just got to own it. You got to own, own it. it. Then you know what? If someone's mad at you for that, like that's not your problem. It's, yeah. It and really I think isn't. like, it's like with Luann, like I write about, um, just a little plug for my blog. It's called gutterglitter.com. I write about a uh, dot blog. I write about a lot of this stuff there in like uh, much more detail. And, you know, I think it really helps people understand like like the Luann of it all you know you can look at the out, her outside actions and be like oh my god this uh, mental bitch and look she is and I am too but at least if you can <laughs> tell people the backstory they'll be like a little bit more compassionate to your crazy and I'm like that works for me I'm okay with that <laughs> right and I think if you come I mean yeah I think I Sometimes they even like say tell story tell stories about random housewives to my therapist and she thinks I'm like insane. But I'm like <laughs> I, I'm like, by the I, way, I this actually that. kind of reminds me of blah 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 blah. And I and I told her about having I was like, Oh my god, I went to yoga with Leanne and she's like, What who? And um I was like, Leanne, you know, the countess? And she's like, Countess of what? And I'm like, Come on, Leanne, get with the program here. Oh, but nothing. <laughs> um which is really funny because she actually I I, I found this out recently and she's been my therapist for like four years. I'm like like, how could you not tell me? But I recently found out that she is like legitimate friends with some of the, we'll just say some public people in Los, Los Angeles area. Um, in the and uh, former, former. Oh uh, my. Former. Yeah. Baby Jesus. <laughs> oh my baby Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. Um, that's amazing. But. And so I was like, you know, she's on Housewives of New York. And she's like, oh, I don't watch that. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude, you got to get with the program. But um, what but, is she doing with her life? God, she's just like she... a qualified freaking doctor. But I know. Mean. She's just like sitting in her office every day helping people. I mean, what a Ugh. fucking bitch. But Lame. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she does not have a fulfilled life whatsoever. Um, but, no, she she was saying she's like it it you know when people do like these crazy things and oh so this is where I was going with this. This is what reminded me. I was telling her kind of like Luann's backstory because I was telling her what Luann and I talked about and whatever. And and I was telling her I was like you know I really like feel bad and I feel so much empathy for her and this and blah 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 blah. blah. And I'm like but you know like all this crazy shit happened and she was. And she did make a good point, though. She was like, but she's like, do you you realize that? And of course, she always fucking brings it back to this. She's like, do you realize the parallels between you and your mother? I'm like, 
what, how are you relating all this? Cause this is like, this is a reach here. But yeah. she was like, you know, your eating disorder behavior, even as a child, when I was like, I want to talk about my feelings. And I, you know, like cry, I was the little kid that like cried at any movie. Like if so, if, you know, like in the I'm Lion King, still like... that little kid, <laughs> I, I just watched, I watched a star is born on the plane coming home. Right. Oh, Jesus. And I literally I turned to the woman next to me and said, look, I'm going to watch this and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to blubber. And she's like, Oh yeah, that's okay. If you cry. And, and 10 minutes later, I'm like, and I would like, never watch that. Son is staring at me. Like, Her son's like fuck? traumatized. <laughs> Honestly, forever. He's going to be telling his therapist in 30 years. Well, one time yeah. I was on a plane and there was. <laughs> but no, I was like, she was like, do you remember what? Because that's one of my like deep cuts is that always being told by my mother, like, just just stop you why are you so sensitive what's wrong with you and why is it that kind of thing and she's like that's kind of similar and what people are saying like with Luann in that like yeah. um and listen I'm in no way comparing myself to Luann I, my point is is that <laughs> people saying like oh my god she's fucking psycho because she's running around in a field in a negligee like okay yes that action that specific action of running around in a field of, in a negligee pretty fucking crazy i'm but... sure i've done that a few times <laughs> <laughs> i just didn't get caught <laughs> who hasn't i mean i mean but but if you can really go and like understand the psychology behind it it's so much more relatable and i think that that is and like my therapist was telling me she was like you know your mother doesn't my mother's borderline narcissistic so Right, a, a borderline narcissistic person Fun. is literally incapable of like feeling empathy for others, and yeah, that's um, rough. So, I, and I'm not saying that anyone, I, whatever. If you if you are on the same, if if your listeners are anywhere on the same field that you and I are, they understand what I'm saying. If you're not on that totally. same field, whatever, you can think I'm a wackadoo, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think probably everyone thinks we are. By probably, probably. You know what? Whatever. You can just say I'm one like, of those crazies that lives in LA. Now. This yeah, is exactly. why we talk about this stuff. We're people very are like people. people are like this is what this is why LA is so fucking weird. Everyone's crazy like her. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go to the therapist, and the therapist just agrees with them and tells them that it's fine <laughs> to be crazy. I'm like, yes, this is true. It's all right. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I need someone to tell me I'm okay. It may as well be my therapist. Oh my God, I love therapy. I, I said to someone uh, else, I was like, don't you think the world would be such a better place if everyone went to therapy? I mean, I think everyone needs a therapist. I just think it's so, I, it just makes my life so much better. So much better. Let's talk quickly about Beverly Hills and then go see our therapist for an hour because <laughs> I, I need like a debrief after this. <laughs> well, I had my, I had my, um, my individual session this morning. So I'm, oh, you're good. You're topped out. I'm pretty good. And then I have my, um, my husband and I go together every other week. Cause that was one of my prerequisites for marriage before. That's we, so smart. After we got engaged, I was like, so we're going to therapy. And if you have a problem with that, like we're done basically. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's brilliant. My husband is Persian and Jewish. He was like, you can't tell anyone that we go to therapy. Like, blah, blah. I was like, why? I was like, do you know me? I tell everyone everything. But yeah. anyways, I yeah, I'm a huge proponent of it. And I honestly would rather be in like 
preventative therapy than, you know, 10 years down the road. Like, oh, my God, yes. So whatever. Anyways, um, yeah, Beverly Hills, I'm ready. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we just just warmed up for it now. Look, honestly, there is not, there hasn't been much to talk about this week in both shows. Like, I'm with you. I love New York anyway, but it was a little lackluster for a finale. And Beverly Hills, I mean, it, it's not really bringing it for me. Although I did enjoy um, Wasted and Regretful Teddy. Like, oh I just felt God. like that was the first time where we're kind of close to getting in there and, and yes. breaking down some of that anxiety that just keeps her so stuck. Yes. I yes. like seeing them do the... Um, the imitations, the voices and stuff. That was funny. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, the best part of literally, honestly, the only thing that thing that I think is like worth talking about in Beverly Hills Mm. this week is the dinner after, Mm -hmm. um, the, which the Kitson store. Okay. Like that was fucking ridiculous. What the fuck is Kitson like I I know I'm Australian but is this a thing like no I no is it's it a not big a thing deal? It, well okay okay well here's it's I, not like I, the Meyer Christmas windows or something because that's how they're kind of selling it to me oh my god not at all no 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 okay um no it's I, I actually my apartment in West Hollywood used to be like directly behind Kitson and it's so back in like the late 90s, early 2000s, there's this street I actually used to work on called Robertson Boulevard in West Hollywood that it used to be like bumping. Like that was like the, <laughs> the street. Popping. You know, that was like the street to um, shop on. And okay. back in like, when was like the Paris and Lindsay era with like the bedazzled oh, T-Mobile sidekick? Yeah, it was probably like what, like oh six, oh seven, around there. That sounds about right. Around that era, there was this store that kind of came out of nowhere, and it was called Kitson. It was on Robertson, and they they were big into like the trucker hats and the um, you know, the bedazzled jeans, and like that whole kind of vibe. Trucker hats. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, what a time to be alive. Um. Listen, not to brag, but I still have a <laughs> pair of sweatpants that I bought at Kitson probably circa, I don't know, it's, I was still in college, so it must have been like 06, maybe wow. somewhere around there. And um, humble brag, humble brag. I still have this pair. Of, do the do the sweatpants fit me? No, that is not the issue. Uh, <laughs> I I will. This is one of those. Not the point. Not the point. The point is that I will fit into those sweatpants again one day. No, um, but no, they literally. This was this was the era of like the juicy pants and right. Yes. I had these pair of sweatpants that on the ass on one side of the ass, it said the letter I and then a heart. And then on the other side of the ass, it said Kitson. And oh my God, I probably paid like something fucking ridiculous. I probably paid like $70 for these stupid fucking sweatpants and they have sure. like a hole in the crotch yet, you know, now, but <laughs> I, rocked those in 06 with like a a white wife beater tank top like I was in oh my god the wife beater oh yeah that was a thing oh yeah with your sweatpants (laughs) are you having flash that you put some Ugg boots on you wear like a neon pink bra underneath the wife beater I mean I was hot 
Like yes. Mean Girls esque. Oh, yeah. Except we didn't totally, cut totally. the nipples out of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. But yeah, that was like my look, okay? That was the look I was rocking. Yeah, um, hot. Anyway, so like that's... any youngins listening in 2006, that was a <laughs> that fucking was smoke show, okay? Yes, it sounds yes. ridiculous now. It was a smoke show. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I kind of, beyond, I mean, I kind of like still look like that at home, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm in my pajamas. (laughs) Oh, I'm currently wearing, um, sweatpants and like a button down flannel shirt. Like I look amazing. Amazing. When my husband comes home from work, I'm going to be like, yeah, you should be really glad you married this. (laughs) Yeah, baby. This is all yours. Aren't you happy? (laughs) (laughs) He just walks out again. (laughs) I know. He's just like, fuck this. Like I better go to the pub. Um, anyway, so that's what Kitsa was. And then at the, you know, right after the the stock market crashed in 08, I mean, a bunch of things kind of went to shit. And that's kind of, that was kind of the beginning of the end. And Robertson kind of crumbled. And then when in the late, let's see, when did I get engaged in like, I don't know, whatever that was, maybe five years ago, when I moved away from that um, neighborhood, it was really sad because you would drive up and down Robertson and it was literally empty store after empty store after empty store. Oh, that is sad. It was sad. It was a bummer. And at that point also, Kitson closed down and I think they went like, I always, I always equated it to. Do they have Pinkberry in Australia, or is that just in the U.S.? No. So no, Pinkberry, Pinkberry. It, it may, it, it might even only be like in Southern California. I don't know, but it's like a frozen yogurt place. They were the ones that that was also really, really popular during the Paris Lindsay days. It was the frozen yogurt <laughs> that they only had one flavor. It was like a tart, unflavored, and then they marketed themselves as like healthy frozen yogurt. So it would be like tart, unflavored frozen yogurt and then they would they only have like quote healthy toppings i mean now they have everything (laughs) but whatever but pinkberry it started as this like little yogurt store in west hollywood and then all of a sudden there was one on like every corner like they thought they were starbucks and then (laughs) they like i think they were like literally on the verge of bankruptcy and now i think there's like three pinkberries in like all of los angeles so kitson i love froyo i love froyo too so kitson was kind of like that they started with the one store in robertson then they had a men's store then they had a kid's store then they had these little like pop-up shops all over and then all of a sudden they closed down and the rumor was like oh my god it's done it's the end of an era whatever then like literally a month later they were like oh we're back and so i don't know if it was a publicity (laughs) thing whatever but needless to say it is back on robertson in the same space but they no longer have the men's store kids store whatever it's all in one store and Mm -hmm. um now they just have like overpriced sweatpants and like voluspa candles that are like really crazily marked up and whatever um but the window i and i probably drove by the beverly beach window because i guess it was like around christmas time but i didn't realize um and I lived in West Hollywood for like 10 years. I've lived in L.A. for, I don't know, since 2003. I never knew that or I've never heard that the kitchen window is like a thing. I you should care about it. I've heard about like the Neiman's Christmas window. Yeah. But I've never heard about the kitchen window. Yeah, okay. So it's not a thing. And like, I mean, look, the reveal was (laughs) lackluster at Best. Um, the and best. The best. Yes. Yes. She's like, do you know what she said? I don't was have... a trash bag. 
Yeah. And it was. It was. It was like a garbage bag over a fucking. And also the way that they shot it, they made that window look much larger than it really is. Oh, really? It is and it didn't not look that big. big. You know what? Oh. That little, they had that scary little creepy kid mannequin that reminded <laughs> me of freaking Pompeii. I mean, like the ruins. It was tough stuff. It was, I mean. it was difficult. And this is the other thing. I loved how at the, the whatever her, I don't know what she, if she called it like a store in store or what she called it, but at the like grand opening, it was literally the cast. <laughs> and then oh, did you see how she, so had, like, tough. how she had like two bikini bottoms and like all this stuff. And I, I mean, listen, I'm not a, reg- a frequent visitor to Kitson, so I would be not the best <laughs> Why person not? to ask about this. But um. But I didn't even realize that she had a like a store in store there. So look, it might have just been for a hot minute, but I, might- yeah, that was uh, that was. I mean, and I mean, I don't even need to know what diamond sand is. It's just, it honestly was just an an oversized sandbox, and it and it was a very had like creepy vibes about it. I'm, it did, I'm, it did. I'm it sorry. Was, it it was, was that little kid. I like I have nightmares about him. That, yeah, that was <laughs> the whole thing was just awkward. And I, I love how they they got in like the the sprinter to go to I love that they went first of all, they went to a restaurant that's literally in the Beverly Center, which if people in LA don't know the Beverly oh. Center is like it used to be like a good mall like back in the nineties, but now it's kinda like they tried to remodel it, but it's like eh. Right. But also it's literally across the street from I mean, you could walk there in like a minute. It's around the corner. So I love oh how they, my all, God. they all got in the sprinter, <laughs> like, we're gonna go to dinner and they were like, Oh, we're here. <laughs> Oh, it's tough. Yeah, this. I went on a date when I was in the UK. I I don't really date, but I thought I'd give it a crack. Instant regrets. <laughs> the guy was a chef, talking it up big time. How he was going to make me this incredible dinner, like steak dinner and dessert and all this stuff, and pick out the like, choose the wine that went with it. He took me to this chain pizza store called no. Pizza Express, which I don't know if you have in America. It's basically Pizza Hut. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I just sat there angry for an hour, ate my shitty pizza, and got on the bus to go home because I don't have a Wait, car. I was living in a foreign country. Hilarious. That is how I think about these women going to the mall. The mall. <laughs> I mean, actually, my husband, and I, the restaurant, it's not really in the mall. It's like at the bottom floor of the mall, and you enter from like the outside. And actually, that restaurant, my husband and I went there like for breakfast one day because, I mean, this is what you do when you're married. You go to Nordstrom Rack on a Saturday morning. Like, that's my life now. Um, oh, God, I love that. <laughs> I want um, that life. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not really that great, but uh, no, I am very grateful. But uh, no, I'm very we, happily married. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's, it's rough, but um, you're like, I'm married. I, I'm married. You know, it's it's a daily struggle. I was just talking about this with someone the other day. Like, you know, the people that put on their Instagram, like, I am so grateful for my husband. He's the light in my life. I'm the one, oh like, God. I thought I, if you I'm married me on, my best friend. Oh my God, fuck up. You know, oh, seriously. So, but I, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see like the other day, I, my husband for two days was like, where's my iPad? Where's my, I'm like, I don't know, dude, like retrace your steps. And he's like, <laughs> and then I was asking him, I'm like, well, did you check here? Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, did you look in the couch? And he's like, yeah, I looked in the couch. And so then he goes to the bathroom. Literally the first cushion that I move 
it's fucking no. And I screamed through the whole house. I was like, I found it. And so I put it on Instagram. I'm like, this is the shit that I deal with. Like, that's a real marriage. Like, that's real life. But like, I no, my husband's not my best friend. My best friend is I talk to her about I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so bloated. I got my period today. And like, we go into detail. about our. (laughs) Yeah. If you try to have that conversation with your husband or your boyfriend, they're like, Ew, why are you telling me this? Yeah, no, my my husband freaks out if, like, in the bathroom, if he sees, like, a tampon (laughs) wrapper in the trash, he's like, ooh! A wrapper! I'm like, oh, my God, fucking grow up, dude. But anyway, so so true. Oh, my God. We did go to that restaurant. They're, like, and, like, they're, like, 40-year-old children. It's so true. Yeah, my husband's (laughs) 38 years old. But I feel like 38 for a man is the equivalent of, like, maybe, like, 28 for a woman. But... Um, but anyway, so oh, we, did go, we did go to that restaurant for brunch one day and it, it was quite lovely, but anyways, not the point. So yeah, they go to that restaurant and I think the biggest, I mean, finally, I feel like finally, 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 I know a lot of people are hating on Camille, but mm-hmm. I give her props, man, for finally saying what like everyone knows and yeah, exactly. talking about and you could see the on the other girls' faces. They were like, oh, shit. Like, are we really talking about this? I thought we were supposed to talk about it. Like, oh. <laughs> I was with you. I'm like, look, I, I Camille is a terrifying individual. But I was like, yes, finally. We've been t- get, getting, like, little pieces of this from the word go with um, – with the woman, like, seeing the footage of the woman coming up to um, – That they didn't even uh, air, by the way. Yeah, we had to seek it out ourselves in social media and, like – hear little things and talk about freaking PK's diabetes and talking around bullshit or look at a freaking kitchen window. We need to know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm with you. I was like, yes, thank you, Camille. Yes, it was amazing. And I actually, I was at coffee this morning. This was after therapy. Uh, Let me just tell you about my whole day. Um, I love it. (laughs) With... (laughs) A girlfriend, and she gave me some tea about Camille's little um, outburst last night that I'm still deciding whether I should put on the Patreon or not, um, mm-hmm. just because I've recently been burned a little bit. But okay. Um, but what I will say is that, according to what I uh, heard, um, Camille's claims are completely like. I mean, completely accurate. completely accurate, and it has to – the person that she was referring to is someone that her um, now husband is possibly close to. And, wow. Um, I mean, I'm sure you could figure it out if you went online. I think that the that the incident – or I don't know what you'd call it – the the whatever, the specifics of the one thing that – the one case that she was talking about – um is has been kind of like you know settled and put to rest now but um Mm. but no she's not like this is the thing about camille okay camille can be like a little bit of a you know camille but yeah such a camille you're such a camille you're such a fucking liar camille (laughs) that's But from what I have, listen, I've only, I've never formally met her. I've encountered her a couple times in passing and whatever. She's, I, I, oh my God. I don't know what I would do. I'd I mean, be terrified. No, she's not me. I, whatever. She's fine. Like, honestly, like Kyle's more of a bitch than her. But, um, 
Oh, yeah. But what? <laughs> Come, and, um, uh, Kyle's got that kind of mean girl quality about him. Kyle's just whatever. That's a whole other story. But, um, but <laughs> I will say that like Camille does have. I mean, she's kind of a. I don't want to call her a socialite, but at least when she was married to Kelsey, like she didn't have like a bad reputation, but she has a very close circle and the people that she is close with, it's a very like specific group of people. So Mm -hmm. if she ever did come out with anything and say like, oh, my friend said this, I would have no, like I would totally believe it. I would never think that she was making it up because the people that I've heard that she is friendly with are people that like they're not uh what do you call it like shady characters they're like people okay. that are well established and they I they're don't not know trying to gossip sense, but... to try and get on the show or bring no, anyone down no no no, just... no 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 I and feel like honestly if... like I feel like with Camille you can tell a lot of the times when she's just being two-faced for the sake of drama but right. I I right. did feel like she was yeah she's calling it out because it creates drama and it's fun but I kind of felt like I believed her um well, not and that the other I thing is, the is best. I, like, I don't know I feel like listen obviously Camille had this information in her back pocket since the beginning mm-hmm. of the season and I think she was maybe one waiting for someone else to say something about it or two, be like are we going to talk about this fucking elephant in the room um because as far as I've heard like it's Everyone around here, at least, they, if you mention their names, they're like, oh my God, like them. Like they, they're not like highly regarded. They're, they're, they're they're posers. They're like, and it's all fake. So I feel like the fact that she, I think one, she, Camille does want a diamond next year. She wants to be full time. And I think she probably, this, I'm like, now I'm, now I'm fucking sounding like a Camille apologist. Listen, she can be, (laughs) she can be a see you next Tuesday and not, not disagreeing with that. But, um, but I feel like, yeah, she probably had this information. I mean, they all had this information from yeah. day one. And she probably was like, listen, this season has been a fucking shit show. I am getting that diamond next year no matter what I have to do. And so finally she was like, okay, if they're going to come at me for this, she's like, I'm just going to put it out there. And so yeah. I, whatever, go for it, girl. Do it's- you think – so? because what you're saying, like I was completely floored when they had this flashback to PK saying that he used to be a billionaire. I was like – that cannot be true. I oh, mean, I forgot about that. I forgot that he had even said that. Is that, I mean, I had forgotten it until I saw the flashback, but that just doesn't sit. That cannot be true. I mean, that's going to be part of like this whole story. It, it takes a lot to be a fucking billionaire. Like, I mean, I've never even yeah. heard his name before, you know? I don't know what his deal back when he lived in England was. Um, but mm. I mean, he's—it's public knowledge. He filed bankruptcy when he lived in in England, um, right? And from what I know, from different people, as 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 long as he's been in the U.S., which has not been that long, by the way, it's only been like mm. maybe however old their oldest kid is. That's how long he's been oh. here. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, because he yeah, that's what Jaggy Jaggy. Oh he's God. only little. I want to say he's maybe like six. So really, he looks little yeah. to me, but I don't know, kids. <laughs> I don't, well, I think he's like a smaller, a smaller. I'm kid, like he's but... like definitely two. <laughs> <laughs> 
like he's – well, no, I'm trying to figure it out because when – I'm trying to remember when I met Dorit because that would be the year that they moved here. And that was – Where did you meet her? I – this is a long story. If, if, if any of your listeners want to hear the story, you can go on my Patreon. I tell the whole okay. story. But um, the – long and short of it is is I that I worked at this place um, I worked at this it was a high-end baby store on Robertson it's not there anymore I mean it is but it's a different store now um, mm-hmm. and she was one of my clients when when Jaggy was um, <laughs> Jaggy <laughs> when Jaggy was a, a a new new newborn like a like a just came out of the hospital and she had yeah her, right she had her baby nurse with her, her Jamaican baby nurse, and she and Dorit at the time had a Long Island accent, and oh she my was God. wearing a chip clip in her hair, and girl did not have a Bentley. She had, like, a five-year-old S-class, which, okay, it's still an S-class, but whatever. It was, like, an old one, and she paid with her Bank of America debit card, so no. Okay. Um, anyways. All right. But, times are, well, we think times are changing or at least outward <laughs> appearances are changing. But mm. that was, I'm trying to remember what that was. Okay. So I met my husband in 2014. So that would have been in like 20, <laughs> Carry the two. I know. That would have been in, I think, 2013, <laughs> maybe, or 2012. Oh, yeah. So that's what year not is it that now? long ago. 18, 17, 16, 15. 14, 13. So yeah, Jagger's like six or seven. Um, But she, she was living here and she was living in like some, I I don't know, like the short term rental or whatever. And they were just moving into the house that they, the house that they are renting now. Um, And Mm -hmm. she was moving in there by herself. And she kept telling me about her. He was her fiance at the time. They weren't married yet. Um, about her fiance, who she's like, yeah, my, my fiance is in the UK and he's coming over here. He has to just settle today, blah, 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 blah. So, wow. yeah, he hasn't lived in the US that so long. So weird. Oh my God. So, was she living there with him? Well, she moved here before him because she's from Connecticut, as as Erica yes. <laughs> told us. <laughs> um, uh, nothing against that Connecticut. That is so I, funny. I'm... She had a freaking Long Island accent. That's oh, hilarious. Yeah. She had it, which that's the other thing that's like weird is that, I mean, she's. I don't know. I mean, I'm from Connecticut and I don't have an accent, but, um, but I think she lived in New York for a long time and she, um, but But did she ever live in the UK? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think she's like freaking come from. It's so weird. I can't get around it. I mean, her parents are Israeli, so I I don't, but I don't think she ever lived in Israel, but Israeli people have a completely different accent than a British accent. Yeah. I mean, and look, I live, I've lived in Italy and I've lived in, the UK, both for not like not long, but eight months each. And I have a, a British, my dad's got a British accent. My mom's got a Canadian accent. And I have a pretty strong Australian accent. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's, if there was anyone that was going to sound like Dorit, it would probably <laughs> be me. And <laughs> it's very difficult for me to sustain this accent, although I do like it. <laughs> You do you do sound quite amazing with it, but yeah, Thank I you. I don't know if you know she's like I've traveled the world and blah, blah blah. I I'm sure that she probably like went and like shacked up with PK while he was probably in the middle of his divorce or something when he was in London. But mm. I don't know if I would quantify that as living there. But then the other thing that just yeah. occurred to me is because her parents have been on the show and her parents have an Israeli accent, and mm. um, my husband is Persian Israeli and. 
I mean, he has he didn't move to the States till he was 10. And of course his parents always either spoke in Hebrew or in Farsi. And so he has mm. a, I don't know, kind of a mixture of like, some people think he's Israeli. Some people think he's Italian for some reason. I don't know. But, um, and then some people think he's Persian. So his accent is, is more close to like Dorit's parents. But then yeah, if she's going to have any accent, she would have more of like an Israeli accent so weird so, it's so I weird i don't fucking know but yeah Who when knows? when i and then i i ran into her a year later after i stopped because i quit my job and um i quit my job pretty soon after she was my client like within months and then a year later i ran into her at lax and she and pk were going on their honeymoon to the bahamas because it was on a flight to miami and so i guess they went then from miami to the bahamas um and I ran into her and she was like, oh, my God, hi. And I was like, oh, how's your baby? Whatever. And blah, blah, blah. And didn't have an accent there either. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just the filming. Oh, my God. So I don't know. I really, I really don't know. And then I, I even asked. Um, That's so weird. I even asked Eden about it because Eden filmed with her, too. And I, yeah. was like, I was like, okay, so was she, did she have an accent when she was around you? And she was like, honestly, she's like, I didn't know the accent was fake because she said that when when uh, uh, Dorit first introduced herself to Eden, she had the the accent. And yeah. Eden's dad, who was Fidel Sassoon, um, I didn't even know this, that Eden's dad was born in England and that he was raised in London. And, and her dad, I guess, had a British accent, which Eden doesn't have a British accent, by the way. But um, yeah. Her dad had a British accent, and so I guess Eden asked Dorit. She was like, oh, like, you're British. Like, where are you from? Like, oh, my dad's from London, whatever. And and then Dorit was like, oh, no, like, I, I'm not British, but my husband, whatever. And then, <laughs> and then Eden was like, I forget who she said she talked to, but one of the girls on the show, she's like, wait, so she's not British? And they were like, okay here's the deal. And they were like, <laughs> they were like, no, it's a, it's we a don't shit show. Know. Yeah, exactly. And then it's so weird. Like, so I mean, I know weird. for myself, I, d I certainly say words, some words sound more American because of my mum, and some words, certain words sound more British because of my dad. But generally, yeah, I'm a very broad Australian accent, but I mean, and look, I don't have a great sense of self. So when I do go overseas I know like if I go to Canada I fall into a Canadian accent very quickly and probably <laughs> same with British like it's it's really ridiculous but you would think it she's living in America even if she was similar to me and she is an American She's an American. <laughs> you're not falling away. Like, you fall into the accent of the country you're right, in, right, if, right. if anything. Like, right, so exactly. If anything, she should be talking like a valley girl or something. Which Exactly. I, I know you it's don't so have to. Weird. No one has to at me. I know I've been called. Like, I, I've. People have told me I sound like a valley girl before. I'm not offended by it. It's fine. Oh, my God. I think that's but... a compliment. That's my favorite accent to do. Really? Oh, my God. Uh, like, and I swear to God, I like if there is an Australian valley girl voice, I an have Australian it. An Australian valley girl. I, I, I know. It's like Outback Valley Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do I don't know. Them? 
We Sorry. Like I do one. I don't know. An Australian accent is like, I don't even know how to do an Australian accent. I just, so. I don't know. I think it's just like, I'm like, I just sound like a bimbo is what people are saying. I don't know. <laughs> oh, like no, the I other day I got called out. I was, I was just in a, in a shop, clothing shop. And I must've said something. And the girl's like, oh my God, do you want Shit's Creek? You sound like Alexis. You and I'm like, like, yeah, Alexis. it's a bane of my existence. I'm like, <laughs> I don't, oh my God. I don't, I don't know what that show is, but that sounds more oh, to the me like, will know. that sounds more to me like vocal fry, like Kardashians. Yes. Yes. Um, oh Valley Girl God. to me is more like, more like 80s, more like, oh my God, like more like, oh right, God. yeah. But the, the vocal fry, I, my husband's niece who is 16, I talk about her all the time on the podcast because. Oh, it's such a 16 year old thing. She's a fucking disaster. Um. She loves the Kardashians, and she goes to mm. Calabasas High School, which um, oh Calabasas High School, by the way, uh, is the high school that the Menendez brothers went to, so let's just let's not forget up. about that. Um, but anyways, she fucking loves the Kardashians, and right. she has a friend that lives in Hidden Hills, and so every year she like goes trick-or-treating. She's like, I'm going trick-or-treating at the Kardashians, and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh my God. But she recently That's started insane. doing – the vocal fry thing. And so yeah. on Father's Day, she was at lunch and she was like, I mean, really? And I was like, Are you seriously? Are you going to have that? I was like, You need to stop. I can't do, deal with they that. They get so, like, because teenagers, they're so bored of everything. And that's what that, that's what that vocal fry sounds like. Like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. She thinks, so I'm like, she thinks I'm like 50 years old. She thinks that I'm like super old and boring. <laughs> and, and I think she said to me one time, she was like, well, weren't you born in like the 80s? And weren't I was you like, born before the new millennium? <laughs> I was like, okay, you know what? The 80s were not that long ago. I still think the 80s were 20 years ago, but they weren't. <laughs> I, I know. I still feel like I'm 16 until I meet a 16-year-old, and then I'm like, oh, my God, I am 140. <laughs> I get really traumatized when, like, at the grocery store when you're checking out, and it says, like, to buy cigarettes, you have to be born, like, after this year. And it used to be, like oh, – my God. I think now it says that, like, if you have to be born in, like, 2001 or something. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and you see, like, people, uh, uh, P-platers, and their license plate has, like, the, the, you know, the year at the end. And I'm like, you're not allowed to drive. Get out of that car, Missy. Wait. <laughs> In Australia, their license plate says the year that they were born? No, but, like, often, like, people will put, like, like mine would be KM, Kirsty Moore, like, 88. Like, you're, you're, like, you design your own license plate, you know? And so oh. they'll put, like, I don't know, like, whatever it is these days, like, 06 or something. I'm like, you can't, you're, you're a baby. You can't be driving. That's, <laughs> That's so insane funny. to me. That's so funny. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, we oh, need yeah. to wrap it up because yes, I could literally do. talk about, like, all of our issues all day. But <laughs> our issues all day. This is, like, our, our issues and our accents and our, you know, eating disorders. I mean, it's uh, – let's we can just hang on the line. I mean, <laughs> shit I, shit. Know, I, know. I have to go record but, a podcast about uh, Faye Resnick now. The Ah. Uh, the morally corrupt. The morally corrupt Faye Resnick, yes. So, mm, well, that <sighs> sounds important. Is that going to be on your Patreon or your normal podcast? <laughs> no, that will be. Yes, I know. My life is so I important. I know. I no for. <laughs> I love that you're being. I was on the phone with someone yesterday, and she's like, "Well, what does your day look like tomorrow?" I'm like, "Well, 
Um, I have therapy in the morning. I sound like the most the most disgusting person in the world. I'm like, I have therapy in the morning. Then I'm going to coffee with my friend. Then I'm going to Pilates. Then I have to record three episodes about like fucking like what is my life? I mean, I, I am obsessed. I have to schedule in my naps. I'm like, you know, you I'm not seeing you. Then I have I have a nap for an hour and a half. And like, like, you, I'm like then I'm going to Pilates. <laughs> then I'm going to Pilates. Although I do have to say, so I don't sound like like such a fucking vapid bitch. Um, I do feel like uh, the thing that helps me feel like not like a horrible person is I do. Um, I do volunteer with the sisterhood at my synagogue and, um, see, there you go. I'm not a horrible, horrible person, but anyways, so. I'm good to animals. Oh, yes. I'm very, I'm very I'm good like to animals too. I'm like trying to think too. of anything that I do that's good in the world. <laughs> I recycle sometimes. I recycle. <laughs> I use paper straws. Uh, <laughs> yes, where available. Where available. I donate to Vanderpump Dogs. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> I have two rescue dogs. I did not shop. I adopted. I yes. had two rescue cats. One died, but that's fine. I bought them for depression, and one of them died. That was Aww. not helpful. That was not Oh my God, Jess, I'm losing the plot. Tell us, my listeners, where we can find you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, My podcast is The Real Housewife of the West Side. You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Oh, I'm forgetting where else, but pretty much everywhere. Um, And my Instagram is really, really, really long. I'm sorry. It's at The Real Housewife of the West Side. Um, and yeah, and my, oh, my Patreon is patreon.com slash R-H-O-W. And I used to be way, way, way more open and kind of spill everything, but people kind of fucked me over. So now I'm, I'm a little more restrained, but, um, I do still try and be as whatever salacious as possible. So. Open on your, on your, your, are you saying you're more open on your Patreon? Well, my Patreon is where, like, I talk about, um, like, you know, my run-ins with, like, when I see Kyle at Soul Cycle and what a right. Tuesday she was to me and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's what I talk about. <laughs> I'm going to search that one, that. like, right away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is – it's been so much fun chatting to you. I so mean, I fun. feel like I know everything about you and I still want to know more. Well, so you're we'll coming on my show again. next week. So. Yes. So next week I will be on Real Housewife of the West Side. So we can keep this going. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> They're like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Don't skip an episode. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. I am going to go uh, run and talk about Faye. So. Oh my god, have so much fun. I'm jealous. Although like we got a little sneak into the Fay Resnick um this week, but not too much. We so that'll be fun. Yeah. Oh my god, thank you so much. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Yes, I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>